in a series called One Another. It's a relationship series. I had Sincerity help me for Valentine's Day. and Noah's He couldn't not, get enough of me. Yeah, well, I couldn't get enough of her. So <laughs> we, uh, it's not Don't Valentine's laugh. Day today, so it's not our anniversary or anything, but I thought it'd be good to have her to come up and just to share with uh, another aspect of relationships. And um, we're going to talk through this today. And so, um, you know, this last year has been a lot of challenges uh, with, with relationships. And the reason we're doing this series is because of that. We know that. We need help in our relationships. And so um, we, we want to, to be able to uh, give resources and tools to help us have healthy relationships because we know this, that if you get relationships right, everything else, it follows. Everything else works out. So in our marriage, right, it doesn't matter. If, if, if this is not healthy and correct, like if, it, if there's something between us that's broken that's not working, it doesn't matter how much money is in our bank account. If this isn't working, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how well things are going in our life. If this isn't working, nothing else really matters. It affects everything, right? And we don't focus typically focus on the good things. It's like this is something's wrong. Let's fix this. And so this series is that about that. How can we get relationships right so that all the other things that, that come with life actually work a lot better? And so our heart is to help you guys say get this thing right, and you'll begin to see the impact in your life throughout all the other different ones. And so uh, this is week six of a series, and so if you missed – if you're new to the conversation, go back and catch up. We're talking about different aspects of that. In fact, last week we talked about mutual submission. That's a great one, right? It, it means it's what, what Christ calls us to is to, to have this mutual submission to one another, that we will serve one another. Uh, we said, uh, if you want to know what that looks like, just what is life? We asked the question, what is life? And put him, her, or them before that. So if you want to know what mutual submission looks like, whatever matters to you, just put them before that. Serve them. Rush, race to the back of the line and serve others. That's what mutual submission looks like, all right? And so our, our verse is uh, in Romans. It says this, be devoted one to another, to make a commitment to one another, to honor one another above yourselves. When you do this, your relationships, they function the way that God wants them to, and that's what this is all about. So, so yeah, so you with me today. Talk about it. Uh, yeah, so it's been actually one full year since we actually stopped meeting at um, the Grove Santa Fe at the, the movie theater. And so some people, it's crazy because some people understand that, and some people have actually jumped on the Grove Santa Fe community as we've gone through this year. And so some people don't even know what we're talking about, but we used to meet at a movie theater, and we loved it. It was at Regal, and uh, we loved doing that, but a year ago, we actually went online and we did online only from our house, from our living. Talk about being vulnerable, right? From our house, in our kitchen, for five straight months. And never in our mind did we think it was going to last that five months. We it was two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody just two weeks, flatten it, go back to normal. <laughs> year later. <laughs> year later. And so we went through a lot in, in, that, in that first five months. We were just only online at the house. And as we did that, we were able to prep. Um, opportunities came our way to be able to, you know, um, be able to rent the space out. We renovated it in the summer with our kids, and we were able to do all that. In all of that, we were um, experiencing um, what all of us were all experiencing, change. And with change came a lot of change in relationships and um, tensions in some ways. We were having to change, maybe having to work more with each other, be around each other a lot more. Be around somebody <laughs> like all the time now this last year. It's that, fantastic, isn't it? That babe? could put a strain on your relationship, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Our kids, all of that. It just it just caused all this different, um, not normal. It wasn't normal for a lot of us. And so um, as as we went through the year, you know, 
we started to hear a lot of like me too. I'm feeling a little bit. There was a little bit of fatigue and all of this. And um, in in that whole year, I think some of us probably, if we would have known that it would have it would have lasted a whole year, we would have different circles around us, or different influences, or maybe had different things. Just um, influence all of that. So I was just. It was just really interesting because uh, one thing that you know we've all learned is health is wealth, right? We've seen that if we had certain healthy things in place before 2020, um, it helped us through 2020. There was already those good habits and all of that, whether it also being in our relationships, how we view ourselves, how we view um, the world, how we see our health. Like if, But there was also a revealer of some things that maybe weren't so healthy. And I know I'm one of those people. I mean, there was a place there that I'm just like, man, I might need some professional help because it was just not good. It was not healthy. And so, um, and change for me just doesn't do well anyway, but when you just feel a little stuck, I felt stuck. And so, um, but it was a revealer of things that weren't healthy. And I know all of us, we've all gone through so much maybe in the last year. Maybe some people say I kind of flourished. It was, it's not a bad year. I mean, for, for us, there's been some, some low times, but there's also been some high times. But in it, we, one of the things that's been helpful is to say, okay, well, let's look back and say, what, what worked and what didn't work? Or what did we have in place before this that, that helped? And one of the stuff that we didn't have in place that revealed that there was some unhealthy. And so in it all, yeah, we've, we've learned a lot. And then also just hearing from some people just saying, hey, pray for us. We need, we need some um, encouragement. We need some help through this. And so we went through that this last year. Uh, we saw that COVID, you know, it reveals really what's in our lives, right? So Jesus tells us this parable of that the wise and the foolish builder. He says they build, we build our lives upon something. And then when the storms come, they actually reveal what it was built upon. The wise person builds upon something solid, a solid foundation like concrete. So when the storm comes, the house stands. And a foolish person builds upon the sand. And when the storms come, the house doesn't stand. And COVID really exposes that. In our lives, what areas of our life did we build upon sand? Most likely when it came, it shook and those things are no longer here or revealed that. And those areas that we have something solid, it, it, it only exposed and showed. It's like, it's like a test, right? Sometimes we, we think tests are bad. Tests are not bad. Tests reveal to us where we're at, where we need to learn more, what we, what we already know, right? And that's kind of what, what, what we can see COVID as. It was a test to see what's there. And when we pass the test, it becomes our testimony. It becomes part of our story, right? So now we can live and move forward. And so because of COVID, we said we need to do a relationship series because as we now we move back into things opening up again, um, we need to be able to make sure that we, we get the right people around us and, uh, and, and not, not let the past year define and keep us stuck, right? Um, in fact, that's kind of what we want to talk about today is not just, the, not just last year, but even years before that. Let's not let the past uh, stop us. So uh, Paul, in, in Romans, he, he makes these phrases of one another. John, in, in, the, in the writings that he does, he talks about these one another uh, verses. Um, so does Peter. And uh, they get it from Jesus because Jesus made this statement that we should love one another, right? So, so Paul says, make sure you, you're devoted and you honor one another above yourselves. Well, there's all these positive one another's and scriptures that we should be doing. And for six weeks, five weeks, we, we talked about all the positives. Today, we want to talk about the negatives. That's why I invite Sarah up here because I think she can help speak into, not because you're, not because it's a negative thing, but Let's clear that up. it's a positive thing. <laughs> it's a positive that you're using me for this negative point. Yeah, so it's a positive thing. But we're going to talk about the negative ones. There's, there's, there's 12 negative ones that, we're in, that, that are written to us that we should avoid. 
So uh, throughout every decision we make in life, usually there's when we have a choice in front of us, there's a positive choice, there's a negative choice. And what, what Scripture is saying is make sure you choose the positive and you don't do the negatives. And so let me give you an example of the negatives, all right? So uh, in Romans and Corinthians and Galatians, so he says we should not lust for one another, right? Make sure there's not lust between us. Uh, make sure we're not judging one another. That's a big one. Uh, make, make sure we're not depriving one another, speaking to couples specifically, um, biting one another, devouring one another, or destroying one another. And we'll read that scripture about that in a second. And so there, there, he's saying don't do these things, right? When you do these things, you're going to have negative consequences. Um, and then um, he goes on and says provoking one another. In Galatians, envying one another, lying to one another, hating one another, slandering one another, James, brother, half-brother, Jesus, and grumbling against one another. So there's all of these one another's that um, are, are the negative, right, that we shouldn't do. And in our lives, if, if, if you look back over your past, if there's a hurt, if there's pain, if there's an offense, typically it's because of somebody did one of these negative one another's to you. And the reason it's hurt you is because they made a decision to put themselves first and you second. They mattered more to you than, than you did to them. And so they took advantage of you. They hurt you. They said something, right, because they're, they're better, they're smarter, whatever. And the hurts that we have in our life are because of this. And the hurts that we've given to others is because we've practiced the negative one in others, that we did these things to each other. And so Paul is saying, uh, make sure you don't do these things, right? So do the positives, avoid the negative ones. What I found really interesting, I didn't know this, when I'm doing this series about the one and others, uh, one of the commentaries I read, he said, if you notice the list that Paul gives, right, most of these are Paul's, some of them are James, and, and some of the other one and others are from Peter. But if you look at the two, the, if you compare the list of all the, the positive one and others and the negative one and others, they, they correspond with what Paul talked about in Galatians that says, if you do these things, you'll see positive fruit in your life. And if you do these things, you'll see negative, he actually say negative, you'll see death in your relationships. So the choice is, Choose positive, see fruit, choose the negative, and you see death in your relationships, in your life. And the, and the two lists of them, um, if you practice the positives, you will produce everything God wants you to. And if you practice the negatives, you will be the opposite of what God wants you to do. And so any person, any church that lives with one another, they build up each other, right? For, and you, you'll have healthy relationships. It'll lead to unity. And any person or any church that reflects what Paul calls the acts of the sinful nature, right, um, only brings a state of disunity, and death to those relationships. So the choice is ours. What are we going to do with these things? And so today we thought, why don't we talk about the past? Why don't we talk about the baggage? Why don't we talk about the things that keep us back? Because at some point, somebody did one of these things to us, and it hurt us. And some people have never dealt with it. And so they hold on to it, right? Definitely. I think one of the things is we have to be aware and be very um, um just really ask God to be able to to open up our hearts and minds to see what do we need to learn, especially when it comes to relationships on what do we need to learn if we're going from one relationship to, uh, to another one, if we've been hurt, if we're going into another relationship with baggage, or maybe, honestly, maybe we're not going into any relationships because we're so hurt. You know, we, we walk around with a bulletproof vest constantly and we say, nope, got hurt, going to do this. And then we have, we wonder why we have trust issues. You know, I honestly say that sometimes. I say, I have trust issues. I really do. First off, because I don't like change. But sometimes, you know, when I, when I, um, when I meet somebody, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm not like, yeah, sincerity, you know, sometimes I just kind of like sit back and kind of just, what's this about try to figure out people and i noticed that some of it is because i have trust issues with people because maybe some of it is um what do you need what do you want from me do you have what's your intentions we go into relation friendships or relationships like that 
But that obviously is an indication that there's something that I brought or I'm dealing with that I haven't or something that I haven't been dealing with. And so I think it's interesting because when we go through our past and we think about it and we go into the next relationship, and sometimes we go from relationship to relationship to relationship and we'll say, oh, it's it's always the same thing. Why do I attract the same people? Why do I keep dealing with the same? And it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe it's and it's it's interesting because we'll we'll sit down with people and some people will say, you know, I'm just dealing with this again. And then we'll really, we'll go back to the why. Why do you feel that way? We'll go to the past a little bit. And there, there it is. There's that one thing. And it's because it's just kind of got them a little stuck. And it always just comes back into that relationship. So the heart in this, this whole series, but even today, is real, like, what, what do we need to do so that we can really figure things out it's kind of like dissecting dissecting what is a real issue that means sometimes eric and i will have arguments and the argument won't even be about what we're arguing about it'll be like petty stupid stuff honestly and i'm like i don't even know where that why are we fighting about this you know and it'll be about something else that's something else or maybe it's not even having to do with him at all it'll be about another conversation i've had or some insecurity that i'm going through something and it's falling into this and of course the people that are closest to us that will might be the brunt of it all in in that or maybe it's family or whatever our kids whatever whoever's close by why because we think we we can have kind of um the license to be able to do that um to be able to be treated a certain way or treat people that way but it, it really the heart of it all is what, what do we need to do to dissect so we can really go into next relationships and next friendships because i don't know anybody that says i'm good I'm good with who I have and that's it. Some people might, but I think more than more than anything is we should be always just be able to be growing and maturing so that um, we might have different people in different circles in our lives as we go through life. And we don't want to go into the next relationship because we haven't dealt with our junk from the last relationship or possibly 10 years ago. You know, and so we always say this, healthy people do healthy things. How do we stay healthy through all of this? Yeah. Because all of these negatives, right, um, the reason we have past hurts is because somebody did this to us, right? Our past hurts come from others doing one of these negative things. And if we're honest, we've hurt others because we've done these negative things. So when it comes to the past, don't, here, here what I want to say is we're not saying deny the pain, deny the offense, deny the, deny the hurt. Like that's real, right? We're just saying don't let that be the final word. Because when it is the final word, you no longer can move into the future. And we'll get people who said, like, like, what's wrong? Why are you stuck? Well, you see 30 years ago. Okay, that was 30 years ago. So why are you stuck? Well, you see 30 years ago. Okay, how long have you been dealing with this? Well, you see 30 years ago. And all they can refer back was to that pain. And yes, it might have been traumatic. It might have been hurt. We're not trying to diminish that pain. It was real. But how long are you going to let that define your whole life? And too many people let the past keep them stuck for moving into the future that they could have in relationships in personal different areas of our lives, right? Relationships with things, not just other people. And when they get stuck, they get addicted. They get, um, they, they get trapped in that moment, and they can't get out. They're stuck. And we're saying, let's not deny the pain. It was there, but let's learn from it. Let's not repeat it, but let's move forward. Let's take a step away from that into what God has for you, right? And we're just saying this. The past is not the end. You can choose a better ending. So in our relationships, we, we can choose better, better endings, right? I look at the first story in the Bible, the first mess up, the first sin, the first instant of somebody doing wrong. Um, they give in a temptation, Adam and Eve, and God comes and says, hey, what happened? And what do they do? 
They didn't take responsibility. They blamed everybody else, right? They wanted to be the victim. Well, you see God, and they blame God. It's your fault. You're the one that created all this. You should be the one to blame, right? And then Adam blames the woman. The woman blames the serpent. It's like nobody takes responsibility. In the beginning, the first very sin, it's like, no, no, I, 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 need, to, I need to blame somebody else. And here's the truth. As long as there's something to blame or someone to blame, it's easier to stay where you're at and not move forward. As long as you're a victim, right? Victimhood is really easy because it's like, why are you stuck? Why are you see 30 years ago? No, but why are you stuck today? Like, that was 30 years ago. What about now? Well, you see 30 years ago. My mom, my dad, my whatever, friend, boyfriend, ex, whatever, right? Whatever it was, it's like, well, you see because of that. And we make it a, a reason to be stuck, and it's easy to blame somebody else and not, so we don't take responsibility. And as long as we can be the victim, it's like, it's their fault, it's their fault, it's their fault. But yeah, but when are you going to move forward? When are you going to stop making it their fault? When are you going to take responsibility to actually you step into the future? And a lot of people, they choose not to. And our challenge is saying, let's not let that be the final word. Let's, make, let, let's move forward into what God calls us to do, right? Let, let's see what God wants to do in our lives. So, um, so with the negative, anything else I missed there? So um, we want to move past the past, right? And that's what freedom, our freedom group is really designed about around that, to say, let's talk about these things. Let's, let's let God really point out those things in our lives so we can settle those things so we can move into the freedom. And so Paul, he, he actually gives us insight into this in Galatians, right? So he says this, you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters. You've been called to live in freedom. So freedom is how God designed humans to be, right? We have the cho- choice, the freedom to choose whatever we want. He says, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. He makes this comparison to our, our, our flesh, right? Our, the lust of our, our, of our flesh and our eyes, the things that we desire. He says, don't use your freedom to satisfy just yourself. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. He's one of the one another's. Always point back to Jesus when you see one another. He's saying, don't, so don't, don't be selfish, right? And here's the thing with, with freedom. Too many people confuse freedom with selfishness. Well, I'm free to do whatever I want. Yes, you are free. But if you're selfish and you're only you know, narcissistic and ego, egotistic, you're egotistical, you're, you're only about yourself, like nobody wants to be around that. And too many people confuse freedom with selfishness or, or a license to do whatever they want. And we talk about freedom, but a lot of times it's just license. Like, I just want to do whatever I want. Well, here's the thing. You, you're free to do whatever you want, but you're not free from the, the consequences of those choices. Real freedom takes the responsibility to say there's always a, a, a responsibility attached to true freedom. And a choice, it's a choice that is attached to it to say, I'm not going to let something else take the place of freedom. And when we think license or selfishness is freedom, we get addicted to things because we say, I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want. And we, we, we turn to alcohol, we turn to drugs, we turn to sex, we turn to all these other things. And it becomes, we use our freedom for our sinful nature. And instead of being free, we're now trapped by those decisions and those things. And the past hurts in the same way. If we don't learn to forgive and release, we get trapped by them and they become the thing that holds on to us. And so we have to say, um, I'm not going to let something else replace my freedom to choose the future. I'm not going to let somebody else replace that. And he goes on and says the whole law can be summed up with one command. Love your neighbor as yourself, but if you're always biting and devouring one another, watch out. Beware of destroying one another. Or if you bite and devour one another, he says, watch out. You'll be destroyed by each other. So here's the example of biting and devour. It's not like a physical biting, although that could happen, right? Um, but when my, my wife and I, isn't it amazing that um, the people you love the most can sometimes be the people that drive you the craziest? Isn't that weird? It's a weird dynamic, right? It's like Guys, I drive him crazy. She drives me <laughs> Yeah, she drives me crazy. So the things I loved about her sometimes can be the things that really, like, just annoy me, right? And the same for her. It's just like 
these things that we love about each other can be those, those things. And what he's saying is if you bite and devour, so if we get nitpicky and we only point out the negatives, which it's, it's a tendency we can do, like why are you always like that? Why are you – and avoid the always because it's not always. It's every now and then, right? Um, so we put, throw out these words like you're always, and, and we start pointing out all these negatives. And it's easy to see the negatives a lot of times, but if we look back to the beginning of our relationship, we didn't do any of that. What did we do? We looked at all the positives, right? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. What did we do? <laughs> we looked at the positives. We put on our best best foot forward, right? We, we well, we overlook those things because you're like young and in love, you know. You oh, it's easy to overlook those things, and we have like grace towards people like that, you know. You have grace, mercy for those people. It's just like, oh, it's cute. You just like overlook it, and you're like, yeah, whatever. But I think it's interesting because the very thing that. I mean, the enemy knows us, you know, as much as God knows us, he created us and everything. The enemy knows, um, you know, because like I tease, I say my second, my, my second language is sarcasm. You know, it's like English sarcasm, Spanish, then sign language, you know, like I, I got that, those ones. But sarcasm, like I just speak that because it's just, it's fun sometimes. And it's not Eric at all, but it can come across as very mean in some ways. And then you put it in a fight. Oh, man, there's some good lines. You know, you got to pull them out. <laughs> pull them out of your pocket. Oh, I've been saving this one. No, but honestly, <laughs> you guys are laughing because you guys know. I'm going to save that one. <laughs> Careful, it's coming out. <laughs> like, not today. Um, but, you know, as a strong, so I have a stronger personality. A lot of people, you guys, if you guys know us, I have a stronger personality than Eric. Um, a little bit more extrovert than he is also. And so, um, but how God created me, that's how he created me. And I've had to really learn um, through our relationship when I need to speak up and when I need to, um, you know, tone it down a little bit, like step back. I said in the first service, I said to, you know, weaken. And and there's strength even in weakness. You know, there is, I think it's not the weak word for me, I think some people say if you're quiet, you're weak, and it's not. I, Eric's a very quiet guy compared to me, but he's very strong um, because there's so much strength in holding your tongue, and there's so much strength of having um, grace and mercy towards people. And so, I, you know, I tease our personalities are very different, but I also understand that we've learned a lot about each other in the last, last 19 years. It's not been easy. It's been really, really hard um, because of our personalities. And then also with family dynamic, having four kids, how are we going to juggle all of this? And then having, you know, a church, then going to uh, a year like 2020, and there's a lot of together. And sometimes, you know, you you say, oh, together's better. You know, it's great. But sometimes you just need your space sometimes too, you know, and uh, and it's good. But I, I tease Eric. I said, you know, because of my personality, I've also learned that I can um, I can deal with his personality and he can also deal with mine. I, I tease them. I say, you're a better pastor because of me because he knows how to deal with crazy. Like, ah, <laughs> like she's crazy. Um, not only that, but sometimes I just, I go off on a, like, you know, I get angry and I um, kind of emotional and all of that. So because of it, I just tell him, I'm like, I'm just making, I, I I just balance. I mean, I just giving you a good, a variety of people to work with. And he is a good person. To, he's with a lot of people. He can deal with them because I just make him better that way. But no, in it all, I've also learned to, to say, God, like, help me, help me. Because I think there's some people who say, yeah, I'm a strong personality and that's it. Boom. And that's it. But it's like, wait, how am I growing? How am I, how, how am I maturing? 
how is God using my strength, but what are some other things that he wants me to evolve into? Because if I'm just stuck on this is who I am and that's it, how is that going to help our relationship? If I'm just stuck and there's not give and take, you know what I'm saying? There are there are times that I've had to learn to just step back and say, you know what? You are, honey, babe, you are the head of the family. You are the head of the household and you take the lead here because it's easy for me to because that's my personality. But I've had to learn to say, when's the, when's the give and take here? And, um, but again, it hasn't been easy. It's taken years and years for us to, and you know, some days we still struggle with that. And, um, one of the things that I, I'm constantly reminding myself is that, you know, we deal with people around us constantly. And Eric knows this too. Sometimes when we have arguments or when we go through seasons that just seems a little bit more tense, sometimes it's the issue that we're kind of going through is sometimes not even the real issue. It's there's something else going on. Maybe there's, I mean, I know last year was tough, you know, on me uh, emotionally and all of that. And just all that was, that was bleeding into our relationship. That was bleeding into our family life. That was bleeding into purpose and what we're supposed to do. But it also, instead of me just getting stuck in that funk, I said, okay, like, what is the opportunity in this? The opportunity is there's other people out here that are in the same boat. There are people, marriages that are like, what are we going to do? We're with each other all the time. How are we going to, how are we going to survive this? You know, like nobody's, we signed up to be married, but how are we going to, how are we going to be healthier on the other side of this? Yeah. Yeah. And, and what Paul's saying here, when we talk about that, like he said, be, beware, you'll destroy one another. So in our relationship, if I only focus on the negative, right, that we're talking about is, is it's easy to see the negative. It's easy to point it out. If I only focus, that's biting and devouring. You're always like this. You're always doing that. Always doing that. Well, eventually, that relationship's going to go away. So out of the heat of the moment, we both have said stuff to each other that's not good, right? Now we have a choice, right? Sometimes it's just hurtful stuff. Not always even completely true. It just We say it for reaction. We say it because we're staying out of a hurt moment, whatever, because yeah. we can, right? And in the past, when we were newlyweds, right, those are things that we had to really be careful with because there was moments where we said that, well, we have a choice now. Do we hold on to this for the rest of our marriage or do we learn to have grace and learn to say, okay, let's not ever get in that situation again. Let's learn from it. But, but if, we don't, if we don't let go of the past, we can't move into the future. And what we saying is when you bite and devour each other, eventually it will destroy. And if we would have never got to a place to say, hey, our relationship is more important than our emotions, more than our feelings, more than what's going on. We probably wouldn't be married still, right? Because at some point that would have overtaken it. And Paul's saying, make sure you don't allow those negative one another's to overtake your relationships because it will destroy your relationship. Well, and I think the big part of that is you have to constantly be learning about each other. And I'm not just saying this with marriage. I'm talking about friendships and all that. You have to con- continue learning about each other because there are things that we can easily say that can actually trigger things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, Eric and I have t- have learned that if he says something, I'll be like, excuse me like and then that just went to another level it went from one to ten like in a whole different level because it was a trigger and it him he has no idea but it's because i haven't dealt with something that possibly was said to me or something that i took hold one time a long time ago that i believed and i held on to it or i'm still dealing with and i'm still trying to grow through that and i'm still trying to you know heal 
And all of a sudden, it's just like one thing. And that's why we have to be aware of even what we say outside, right? Who we're with. We go outside. We go to the store. And you tell somebody, six feet away. It's like, oh, my goodness. What's going on? You know? But it's like now we're having to learn how to, like, just get along, right? And everybody's, like, so hypersensitive. What, what do you say or whatever? But I think when there's true relationship, true friendships, you start learning somebody's story. You start understanding each other a little bit more, spending time with each other, asking the right questions, really listening, leaning in. You start understanding why people feel the way they feel, why they react the way, what's passionate about them, the stuff that they're really passionate about. There's a reason probably why, you know, really understanding them. And so, I mean, there would be times that that then when when that when it went from that one to ten, all of a sudden he's like, what's going on? Like, whoa, that just hits a button. I just said I don't want mashed potatoes. <laughs> what happened here? Mashed potatoes. <laughs> something it hit it and then all of a sudden instead of dealing with it i'm just like whatever whatever guys don't understand whatever ladies okay whatever doesn't work nothing's wrong obviously there's something wrong and eric so let me just let's let's just clear this up eric runs towards conflict okay he's okay with conflict okay wait let me clear that up No, no, not he doesn't create it. I don't create it. I don't enjoy he it. He likes to fix it right away. You I know just what I'm saying? I don't want it to go on forever. And so. me, I'm like, I need some time. <laughs> I need a little bit of time. I need to just hold on to this. I need to think about this. And it's not a bad thing. I kind of hold on to it because and then I'm like, what do I need to say? How do I want to say it? It's got to be really good. It's got to come out really, really good. And then I'm like, okay. So I kind of like hold on to it. And I kind of have to, it's either a calming thing. And before, he would get so frustrated because I just want to walk away. Let's just deal with it. I'm like, no, I'm going to say something really bad. It's going to come out. It's going to come out. So we've learned 19 years also into the marriage. This might be in your family. This might, you'll start seeing like, oh, whoa, like that, that didn't work. Hmm, mental note, that didn't work. You know, I shouldn't bring up this. I shouldn't bring up other relationships. I shouldn't bring up the ex. I shouldn't bring up. You know, all this stuff, mental notes. We should always be making mental notes when it comes to getting better in relationships day after day after day. Yeah, and in our relationships, a healthy relationship, so when when we meet with friends or when we have something we need to let go of, right? Like we compare it, like when you're going through something, we kind of compare it to like um, that urge to throw up. You know, you have something that you're just not, something sick inside of you, uneasy, whatever, emotions, mental things. Um, it's, you have a safe friend you could talk to. It's kind of like you, you throw up, right? You ever have that feeling like, I don't want to throw up, I don't want to throw up, I don't want to throw up. And then you throw up, you're like, oh, that felt so much better. It's kind of like our friends sometimes, right? We, we let out, and it's like, I need to let all this out. And then it's like, whew, I feel better. A good friend is going to be like, wow, okay, that's a lot. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I, I received it, right? This is, man, I'm sorry you're going through that. And then at some point they say, but how are we going to take some steps to get better, right? What are we going to do to fix this? A bad friend, an unhealthy relationship is going to be like, you're right, that guy's a jerk, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And they're going to just sit in the yucky with you and almost make it worse than it is, right, and never address the, the, the healing part. Mm-hmm. It's like going to the doctor. If you went to the doctor and you had a cut in your arm and it was infected and you went there and the doctor's like, well, that looks really bad. Man, what have you been doing, right? Like, you should take your better care of yourself. I hope it works out for you. And leaves, you'd be like, what kind of doctor are you, right? right. Unhealthy doctor, unhealthy relationship. So a, a healthy relationship says let's address the issue. I see it. It's pain. We're not going to ignore it, but let's talk about this so we can get it better. And healthy relationships, we need healthy relationships in our life to say, man, I'm here for you, but I also want to see you get better. I want you to stay, stay stuck. And a lot of times we choose relationships, right, the one and others, all that go on, but then we don't have people to help us get out of it, and they only keep us stuck themselves. A lot of times because they're stuck, 
and they, they felt good because we're stuck. Now we're stuck together, and it's like, this is good. Let's just keep being stuck because now I have a reason to be stuck, and you give me the permission to be stuck, and we'll continue to do all these things that we're doing that aren't healthy because you're doing it, I'm doing it, and we're good. Rather than saying, hey, at some point, this is not the best life that you could live. This is not the best that God has for you. Let's figure out how to move forward, and we need people to, to invite them into our lives to help us to do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I just kept thinking about mice on traps, stuck, and how stuck sucks. I was just going with that, baby. Yes, good job. Stuck. Stuck cool. sucks. <laughs> no, I think one thing is, like, for us, it's hard It's hard as spiritual leaders when we've had um, people come up to us and they said, you know, I think we're done. We're done, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a relationship. And it's hard um, for the fact that you say, wait a second, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know you were going through this. I'm sorry. Like, can we help? And they're like, no, we made up our mind. It's done. And it's, it's tough for us because we're like, wait, wait, wait. Somebody wanted to walk with you through this. We could have. We could have done our best or we could have. But I think um, I admire people that are okay with saying, you know, I need help. Like, I, I really, truly need help. Uh, whether it's going to see a therapist or seeing a counselor, like, help that, that's why they're there, you know, so that's why they're there. They're professional people to be there to help. They said the percentage of people that have actually reached out for a virtual therapist in the um, in this last year has skyrocketed. Their jobs are just nonstop. And and that's great because we need to be a society that says it's OK to not be OK, but get help, not just be OK. Not it's OK not to be OK. And then just be like, it's all right. It's it's always them. The people I'm always like attracted to, or the people I, I end up with, the same people, and it's always their problem. They always have this issue, and maybe the issue is you. I mean, that's kind of mean. I that came out really mean, <laughs> but maybe the issue is you have issues, and you haven't dealt with those issues, and you kind of have to deal with those things so that we can have healthier relationships. In this, I see Jesus in the Bible, and I see how he surrounded himself with people. He could have been the Jesus that came down from heaven and walking this earth. And in my head, I see Jesus like just like walking around and he doesn't need anybody because he's Jesus, right? He's got his like boom box and he's just walking around with his 90s hip hop. And he, that, I mean, that's what I think cool Jesus Maybe looks like. Imagine that in your head when you yeah. see Jesus walking around. That's my world. Yeah, yeah, me either. I'm like, <laughs> cool people listen. Cool people listen to '90s hip hop. <laughs> um, so I see Jesus, and, and he he had a choice whether he was going to have relationships in his life or not, or friendships. And he had people around him, and the people around him um, in in that society were nobodies. I guess they were fishermen. You know, they maybe would be considered rejects. But they probably had issues. But he said, I'm going to have people around me. And I love that because that just makes me feel like, you know, there's some people when we go through life and we've gone through hangups or we've gone through breakups or we've gone through hurt situations or even trauma in our life, it's easy for us to just say, I'm good. I'm isolated. I'm going to be alone because if I'm alone, I don't get hurt. I don't get vulnerable. I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to open up, you know, and then we just get this guarded thing. But I always have to look back in the Bible and say, Jesus knew what was coming. Jesus knew that the people he was hanging out with were going to hurt him, and he still invested into them. He still was able to be available to them. He was around them. He pulled them in closer. He didn't say, bro, I know you're just going to, like, cut me behind my back, but, you know, like, whatever. We'll still hang out, I guess, you know, like, just every Thursday, and that's it. No, he didn't do that. 
it was an everyday consistent thing and he says people are people hurt people do hurt but he was still willing to have relationships in his in his life yeah we don't think it all but it's always us so paul gives us this um he gives us this answer to this right so instead of doing the negative he says here's the solution he says so i say walk by the spirit and you'll not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit is what is contrary to the flesh they are in conflict with you, with with uh, with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want but you are to le- you are but if you are led by the spirit you are not under the law he says so if you want to be free from the extremes right the streams of legalism that you're bound by the law or the streams the extreme of license that you can do whatever you want but then you're bound by addictions he's saying if you're led by the spirit you'll avoid those things you won't be bound you won't be a slave you'll actually be free in your relationships you'll be free in your life to have healthy relationships and really, it's a personal responsibility that we take, right? So he's saying, here's the solution. You take a step, each step you take with the Holy Spirit. Well, what was he talking about? So Jesus, before he dies, he says, um, guys, I'm going to go away, but hey, it's for your advantage because when I go, I'm going to send you a helper, right? In fact, in John 14, he says like this, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate. This word advocate, kind of like a lawyer, right? It, uh, we, we use the word like counselor or comforter or encourager or helper. There's a lot of words that we'll use about the, to, to explain the Holy Spirit. But the word here, the Greek word is actually paraclete. And paraclete is two words that are put together, and it just means somebody that's with you, beside you, right? So sincerity in this sense would be a paraclete. She's next to me. So an, a, a lawyer is an advocate that comes alongside you for a legal reason, right? A counselor comes alongside you for some, some advice, right? A helper, if you're working on a, on a job, they come alongside you to help you. So that's, that's, that's the word he uses, somebody that comes alongside you. And so he says, I'm going to send you somebody that's going to come alongside you, and he will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. And this is really important because COVID gets us all confused, right? And different seasons of our life can get us all confused. And when we're in a, a disagreement with our spouse or in a relationship, we can get all confused, right? We don't understand what is, what is really the truth, what's up, what's up and what's down. And in the middle of that, he's saying, if you want to know the truth, here's the truth. He'll give you truth when you can't find it. He's the one that's going to speak that, like, okay, those lies you've been believing when you're from a long time ago. That's not truth. That's a lie. Here's the truth in your life. So he says, I'm going to send you a helper, and this helper is going to be with you. He's not going to, he's going to be with you. And he says, the world cannot receive him. Notice what he says about the Holy Spirit. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus is saying, hey, guys, I've been with you. I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send you a helper, and you're not going to be abandoned. You're going to... You're going to have somebody come alongside you all the time. And, he, and, and Paul's given us the, the, the answer to, not, to, to live out the one another's and the answer not to ever live out the negative one, how to take the right steps. And he says, you do this with the helper I'm going to give you to take the steps. And he says, when you're led by the, the Spirit, you walk in step with the Spirit. So in our relationships, um, if we ever make a major decision, financial or family, if I don't get her advice and I don't seek her counsel on it, it usually is not a good thing for a relationship, Right? Like, I don't make the best decision, or she'll really be hurt that I made a decision not without her. The same is true with God. If the Holy Spirit is to walk alongside of us, if we ignore his advice and don't listen to him, our relationship won't be, won't be healthy or, or good. And it will only be the things that we choose. And this is the reason a lot of people ignore or don't want there to be a God, because they want to do their own thing, and they hope that it'll just ha- it'll work out the way it should, right? It's going to work out good. No, it always doesn't. Like, when we make our decisions, we live with those decisions afterwards and the, and the consequences of those and paul's saying if you want to make healthy decisions you have relationships 
walk in step with the one that God gave you as a helper, the Holy Spirit. And when you do this, he'll, help, he'll lead you even to become the helper for others. He'll use you to be like Jesus to others. That you, you'll, you'll become a person that seeks the well-being of others. So when we love others like Jesus wants us to, we, it, we actually seek the well-being of another. That's biblical love, right? To seek the well-being of another person. That we would say, um, I, I want the best for you, right? The opposite would be seeking our own well-being at the cost of others, not caring about the cost of it for them. And so for us, we're saying, let's be those kind of people that practice the one another's, that put the other person first, right, that run into the back of the line. And so, yeah, so our challenge today is good. Are you want me to do the challenge? No, well, you were going to say something. <laughs> no, I think, it's inter- I think it's cool because, again, like when we go back to the Holy Spirit, I think, you know, when it, we have to remind ourselves that we can't do things alone. When there's been pivotal times for us to get healthier and better and, and you know, when I say level up, um, you know, you, when you see any big decision that has to be made, it's done better when you're not doing it alone. You know, when you see AA or NA or any of these groups, there's accountability. And they're there for a reason because the success is better when you're with somebody. And so I think it's really important for us to just remind ourselves, like, if you need help, ask for help. If you need counseling, go to counseling. If you need therapy, work on those things because we can't be healthier and our kids are not going to be healthier kids. If we're, the next generation is going to see some unhealthy stuff, like I, I tease, there's, I'm a part of a mommy's group and one lady put, I just don't want to be the reason why my kid goes, gets therapy when they get older. It's funny, but it's not funny because it's true. I want to be able to show healthy things so that my kids and, and you know, honestly, they might, they might say, you know what, there was a rough time during my parents and that affected me a little bit. It might. But the biggest thing with it is that my kids know that we're working towards the same goal in our marriage or with people around us, friends around us. We were always working towards the same goal and we have the same um, drive to get there. And that no matter what my kids go through in life, they're going to say, it's okay, because my parents, they went through, I mean, I think about my parents' marriage. They had eight kids. I'm like, how did you do it? How did you even like each other? How did you love each other? How did you have time to love each other? You know, all of that. But I look at them and I say, thank you, God. I've had, you know, they've had rough times and they're honest about it. And I want to be honest with my kids too. It's not easy. Marriage is tough. Relationships are tough. Family is tricky, especially during this last year. But it has, it's not going to get easier if we're all isolated and alone and we say, I got this. And we get to this place where you're like, no, I got this. I'm just, you know, stop worrying what people think about you. Ask for help. It's okay. You know, it's okay to ask for help. I think it's so easy for, for the enemy to trick us to say, no, and we can just be stubborn all our lives, right? No, you don't need help. Or, oh, what are they going to think about you? Oh, now this goes in. Your dad used to do this or your grandpa. It, he'll, he'll say all those lies to you. He'll say them and say them so that you just stay where you are and you'll keep repeating year after year after year after year. And so, again, hurt people hurt. And there's people out there that need helpers, and they need. we need to be the vessel to be able to be their friend and encourage them. And there's going to be times that we need people around us that we can be able to just throw up on maybe and say, well, thank you. But, again, we need to surround ourselves with people that, like Eric said, so important. They're saying, but what's next? But what's next? They continue pushing us, but what's next? And um, that's just really big. So I think about the Holy Spirit. I think about who he is in our life. That's who we should be. We strive to be that. Uh, who Jesus was, then we have to be like that, you know. And that's the only way we're going to get healthier in our relationships.
Yeah, so our challenge this week is this. Would you take a step into a better future? But do it today, right? So take a step into a better future today. What I mean by step, if you're a Jesus follower, you would step with the Holy Spirit. You say, Holy Spirit, what is that step? If you're not a Jesus follower, man, find a step that you can take just to better your future, right? We'd, obviously, we'd hope that you become a Jesus follower, that you would say, I need the help of the Holy Spirit to help me on this. But don't let the past have the final word. Don't let COVID have the final word. Don't let 2020 have the final word. Don't let the last argument you guys had have the final word. Don't let the past have the final word. Say, I'm going to choose better. I'm going to choose grace. I'm going to look at the example Jesus gave us. I'm going to follow his lead, all right? So Jesus said in John 13, a new command I give you this, give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. He says, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. So the law, the law of Christ, it sums up the whole Bible, is to love one another the same way he loved us. So that's our challenge. Take a step into the future, right? Uh, do me a favor. Let's uh, close with a word of prayer. Would you close your eyes and bow your head today? And um, I want to give an opportunity for those maybe in this room or watching online. If uh, you're at a place where maybe it's a decision point that you need to make a take a step towards better and um, Maybe you need to take a step towards God and what he has for you. And so today as we end our service, maybe you're in here in, in, in Grove Central, you're watching online, and you say, you know, that's me. As you talk about relationships, I need work in my relationships. I need to become healthy again or healthy for the first time. Maybe some of you, you would say, you know what, Paul was talking to me about being selfish and just doing things for myself. And today I want to say yes to the things God has for me, not just myself. But if you're in this room and, and you'd like me to pray with you, would you do me a favor just Sometimes it just takes one moment of courage to say, you know what, that's me. I need to walk towards God. I need to work to walk towards Christ. If that's you, would you do me a favor? Just lift your hand. Let me know you're here. You'd say, that's me. God, I need your help. Awesome. I see a few hands. God, I can't do it without you. If you're online, you want to pray with us, I'll lead you to prayer in a second. So for those who raised your hand, I'm going to lead you to prayer. And for the rest of us that didn't, would you pray with us so that those who raised their hand are not praying alone? Just say this today. Say, Father God, I need your help. Help me. Lead me. Would you guide me? Thank you for sending Jesus to give us an example of how to live, of how to have healthy relationships. Today, I choose your way. Forgive me of my past, of my sin, of my mistakes. Help me to walk into the future, the future you have for me. I put my trust in you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Can we celebrate those that prayed today? So good.